Welcome to Trail Angels. It's Annette and Mark Anderson with Karen the Load, and we are so excited to have Carrie Tipidino with us. Welcome, hey, Carrie. Carrie. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have some fun. Yes, yes we, we are. Now, Carrie, she is a global leader in women's personal development, focusing on mindset mastery, emotional intelligence, and self-love. She supports women in challenging their self-defeating behaviors and overcoming past traumas and fears to create a life of true happiness rooted in self-love. Her perfect health mastery, Awaken and Discover Your Sacred Self programs have supported thousands of women to up-level their lives in all areas, including physical, mental, and emotional health relationships, professional careers, finances, and more. Carrie, it's an honor to have you here, and thank you. I'm just thrilled to have you be a part of, of Trail Angels. Well, thank you for having me, you guys. I love the work and the message that you guys are putting out there and and the whole idea behind Trail Angels and how, you know, we don't we don't have to we don't have to try to reinvent the wheel, right? Like let's let's uh, allow those trail angels who have gone before us be the pioneers to streamline our own process out of the struggle, right? It's a great concept. I love it. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, be, before we get too far into it, uh, I, I heard the word women a lot of times in that bio. There. And, <laughs> and before the guys tune out here, right, the, right. the message that we're going to be talking today about is not just centered around women. Right. It's something that we all can benefit from. And exactly. that has been your your focus in, in helping women, your niche. And, and thank you. Because I think so often... We we do have those self-defeating behaviors and thoughts, mm -hmm. and they run through our mind. And we are so concerned about taking care of everyone else that we forget to take care of me. Right. And we get the leftovers. Right. Yeah. That's a hard way to live, right? It is such a hard way to live. Yeah. And And I think the majority of us women... Sorry, man. <laughs> and our token gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's a problem we have. How did you get started in this arena of helping women? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So thank you for starting there because I think um, starting from where, like the root of it, I think it's important to understand um, not me, but why I'm why I'm committed passionately to this work and really why our company and our team is committed to helping as many people as possible, not just women. But um, even though it's women who are in our programs, we love you men too. We love you. We love you. And everybody else, however you classify yourself, we love you. Um, for me personally, I went through a really hard time in my life where I didn't believe in myself, quite honestly. And my confidence was down. I had been through um, multiple painful relationships. I personally was an emotional eater. So I, I had a, not just an emotional eater. I had a full-blown eating addiction. I was bulimic. I was anorexic at times. I just flip-flopped through it all. So I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am today. And, um, and it just got to a point, it got to a breaking point one night where before I had this company, 
and I've been in this industry, the wellness and personal development industry for about 20 years. But um, before I had this business, I worked in the corporate world. I had a big deadline at work. And, and you know, I remember driving home. I was going to deliver it the next day. And I remember driving home. My hands are on the wheel. And I'm driving home. And I'm telling myself, just don't stop at the store, Carrie. Don't stop at the store, Carrie. You know, because I knew my pattern was to stop at the store, get all my comfort food, and check out. And when I got to my neighborhood, where do I find myself? But of course, I find myself in front of the store. And as I'm going up and down the aisle with my cart and I'm putting all my comfort foods in and I'm saying to myself, this time it's going to be different. This time it's going to be different. And um, and and I paid for my groceries. I went home. I was putting it away. And I'm hungry at this point because I haven't eaten dinner and I got find the peanut butter jar and I unscrew the blue lid and I peel back the silver foil and I'm just going to have one spoonful. <laughs> one spoonful turns into two, turns into three. And then, you know, when my spoon hits that bottom of that jar, my heart breaks because once again, I've broken trust in myself and that's the most painful thing. So that night I try to purge it all out, which doesn't, doesn't have a work. And I found myself curled up in a ball on my cold white tile floor of the bathroom crying and scared because my heart was racing. And I knew enough about, I knew enough about health at that point to know that my electrolytes were imbalanced, which was impacting my cardiovascular system. And I had a best girlfriend, a girlfriend from college whose mom had died of an eating disorder because her organs failed. So I had this personal direct experience of, oh, my gosh, if I keep doing this, I could die. Right. And it was the first time I really got it. And it was a defining moment for me because in that moment, I, I really understood that if I keep doing this, I know where I'm headed. Or I pick myself up and I turn my life around. And I was really caught up in that struggle, which I know you guys focus on really helping people get out of that space of the struggle. I was really caught up in the cycle of the struggle for so long. And uh, and that even though as terrifying as that moment was, it was also one of the greatest gifts of my life because I picked myself up off that bathroom floor I traveled the world. I studied with monks. I studied in India under an Indian doctor. Um, I studied trauma resolution work. Like I really dove in to my personal development and my company, which I've had for about 20 years now, my company birthed itself pretty much on the backside of that because it was like, I, I feel like once you've been at rock bottom and you crack the code on how to get out of it, for me personally, I felt a, I felt a personal responsibility to then go help as many people as possible realize there is a way out. And the way out is actually a way in first. You go in first to get out of the struggle and out of the pain. Um but that's where it all started many, many moons ago. There are so many things that you just shared that resonated with me mm -hmm. and, and how those defining moments mm -hmm. in each of our lives, you know, we, ha we have that choice. And I think that, that many of us, I had a friend, I have a friend who a few years ago we were talking and she, um, has an eating addiction, an eating mm -hmm. disorder. And 
she was actually hospitalized for for quite a long time to to gain control over that. And we were talking and there was a group of of women um, from our neighborhood and you would never know that. Mm -hmm. And she shared with me, she said, we all have a type of addiction. And she said, what about your comfort food? What do you go to? And it was like this light bulb went off in my in my head and I thought well I do I do have that comfort food and but what you taught us there is that you know we all have experiences in life that take us down that road where we have learned to um to manage to manage the the pain or or whatever's going on but at this point you had to take control Mm-hmm. There's a point where each of us have to take control and we have to say, okay, this may have happened, but now I, and you, as you pointed out, went inside. You have to go inside and it hurts to go inside. Mm-hmm. It is not an easy journey. Mm-hmm. So when you recognize that, Carrie, to go inside and that need to, were you able to reach out to get some help or mm-hmm. to figure this out on your own? Yeah. So a couple of really important things. This is a great conversation. Um, so, so okay, let me answer the question first and then I'm going to come up. I'm going to speak into something else that's come up. So um, I absolutely believe that lone, I call it lone wolfing. Lone wolfing is when you're going to figure it out on your own and I'm going to reinvent the wheel and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wear this big S on my chest for superwoman. Um, Lone wolfing is not the way to go. I feel like if you really want sustainable results and it's not really necessary. I mean, there is absolutely somebody who has already been where you are at and found their way out. And so allowing yourself to lean in, you know, for us, we have a group of a community of women and um, they lean into each other. They lean into our, our team of coaches and mentors to do it alone. It usually takes a lot more time, energy, and money than to just allow yourself to be supported by somebody who's at least two steps ahead of you who can then give you what worked for them on a silver platter. And then what you get to do, not saying it's easy, but it's often much more simple than we make it out to be. And, uh, and then what we can do is breathe life into the strategies that have already been proven to work. So um, a quick mindset shift that I think could be really helpful for all, all of our um, female and male friends here is that, you know, (laughs) what it's interesting because we don't actually have to do anything, right? We don't have to get support. We don't have to change our mindset. We don't have to heal to have a good life. And But, but if we start to shift the way we think about the have tos and we start to understand, wow, I get to have a good life. I get to be happy. I get to let go of the struggle. I get to lean into somebody who has been there, done that. I get to have their processes that have already been proven. Actually, I don't just get to choose. I don't get just choose to get to have that. I'm blessed to have support. I'm blessed to get these strategies. I'm blessed to fill in the blank, right? So even that even the shift in the language around that can help take off some of this pressure and tension to 
need to do it or to do it right or to to check it off my list or you know there we we have a lot of stories around that but um I think that shift in mindset really supported me and it supported has supported thousands of our clients as well. It's not something you have to do. You get to, because as humans, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given is the, the power of choice, right? And so then it's like, what are you going to do with it? That, that's a great uh, thought. You know, when, you, when you're talking about that, uh, the power of choice, you know, it made me realize that, uh, boy, you know, anything we do in life, revolves around choice. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing that uh, maybe maybe I'm going to take the pessimistic view for a second. Mm-hmm. And and I'm the person that says, I'm just so busy, I can't do this. And you mm-hmm. justify yourself all the way, all the way, all the way to the point where change never happens. Mm-hmm. And and justification is, is, a, is something that can be very, very cruel if we don't allow it to to, to help us. And so my, my question would be, how do you find, how does that person experience that defining moment? How does that person come to the realization that they get to versus they have to? Yeah, well, usually it's got to be more painful to stay the way you are than to change, to make the change. So, um, so that's one thing that I would say. And let me explain why. There's more to this. So, if, if we have a pattern, like let's say there's a resistance pattern around time, since you brought up time. Uh, well, I don't have the time to change. I, I Logically, I know what to do, but, you know, I'm not doing it. And, and so if somebody's staying in that, in that cycle, it's because they're getting some payoff. And that might sound totally crazy because you might say, well, what's the payoff? I already know I want to change. I already know of, you know, I already know I want to create this result. So why would I keep doing it if I, if, I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? And so after working with so many people, what I see the three really common payoffs, and I know that there's probably more, but the three I see the most are you get to look good, you get to be right, or you get to play safe. And so if there's some element there for us to look good, play right, or be safe, then then we're going to stay in the pattern until we have the awareness around it, and then we shift it. And then the next piece of that, so like what's the payoff, right, would be question one around that. And then once you can identify the payoff, then the next really important question, the next important question is, and what is it costing you? You know, and not just like some old, like umbrella statement of, oh, it's costing me fitting into my clothes or it's costing me. But no, like get down and get down into the details in regards to what is this really costing you to stay in the pattern? So let me give a quick example. So if somebody says, um, if somebody says, I, I, I really want to change. I really, I got a scary diagnosis and I want to, I want to turn my health around, my physical health. And you guys, Mark and Annette, you both, we all agree health is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Like we, we all agree to that. Like we understand we're holistic beings, but let's say somebody wants to shift their physical health, but yet, and they, and they say, oh, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to start exercising tomorrow. Right. And then tomorrow comes and they don't do it. And then the next tomorrow comes and they still don't do it. Right. So there's something that they're getting from staying in that cycle. So I'm just going to make this up. But let's say that they get to play safe. 
well, what does that mean? Like, how is that playing safe? Well, maybe by not going out and exercising, they're not going to hurt themselves or they're not going to push them past, mm-hmm. um, you know, push them past the limit that maybe they they hurt themselves in the past. Right. And so or maybe it's look good. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start exercising tomorrow, but oh gosh, I'm scared to go to that yoga class because I'm afraid of being judged. What will people think of me? Like, I'm, I know I'm going to look ridiculous. So their payoff may be looking good. And so, so we could say, okay, so what is that costing you? Well, it's costing me like I'm not in great shape. Okay. Yeah, I get it. But what is it really costing you? Because I know that you said that you you have this big dream of traveling the world with your spouse and your kids. And because you're not getting in great shape, you can't go do that trip that you've been dreaming of since you were a little kid. And so not only is it costing you your physical health, but it's also costing you these memories. It's costing you that dream trip around the world that you've had since you were a kid. It's costing you being able to do that with your family. It's costing you memories that your family would talk about for the next 50 years, all because you were more committed and more loyal to the resistance. You're more committed and more loyal to looking good and playing safe than taking on your resistance. Doesn't mean we're not scared, but we get to be courageous anyways, taking on the resistance and really getting, getting intimate with it, slowing down and getting intimate with it so that we can create a different result. So most people are not in touch with what it's really costing them to stay in the self-sabotage, which is why they keep self-sabotaging. It's it's like there's this veil that gets to be lifted. And hopefully this is a defining moment for many of our friends here that are listening to this and and they're going to be like, wow, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even get it. I didn't get it. What was really going on? As you were talking, I, I recall a, a conversation I had recently with someone uh, that uh, I, I'd never heard of the position. I asked them what they do for a living, and they told me the name of their company, and, and they said that their role is they're the change agent. Right, change and, agent, yeah. And, and I'd never, I've, I've heard of the term, but I'd never heard of that as a, as a role in a company. And I, and I asked mm-hmm. him what that means. And he said, well, here's what it looks like. He says, we have too many people that are afraid of making a change because of what it might look like. Mm-hmm. And it might expose them. It might put them in a position that uh, they're not comfortable with. And so I absolutely hear what you're saying. And, I, and I'm really curious to hear some of your thoughts about uh, how we can become change agents within ourselves and some of the habits. You talk about some of the morning habits, but I I know Annette had a question there as well. So, Well, I'm thinking of it personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking how I have, I have been stuck or I've played it safe. Mm-hmm. And how in some ways I may be playing it safe today. Right. And, and I think of, you know, when I start trying to go inside and, and be honest with myself, which I think is what we all is what it's going to, you know, take a lot of us to go inside and be honest and real with what we are, you know, what are we losing? What's holding us back or why are we staying in this safe place? And, and so I, I love that. I don't have to figure, I don't get to figure it out. I'm going to be changing my verbiage here because. We're very coachable. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that's all. All what Karen the load is, 
and trail angels is to help mm -hmm. others recognize they're on that right path, that we're not alone. Someone's been in the same place that I'm at today and they'll help me. They'll help me get to the point that I understand this gift, mm -hmm. this gift of, of having this experience that yeah. helped me yeah. to change. Right. You know, a lot of people have this idea that that change equates to pain, right? And so they push back on change. They're like, I don't want to change. It's going to be painful. I tried to change in the past. And it was painful. It hurt my marriage. It led to a divorce or um, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? But what if, what if we looked at change as an opportunity, then that opens up an entirely different way of being. And it also opens up an entirely new, um, an experience, a life, a different life experience that can, that can meet us with where we're at and open up, you know, the destiny and the future of where we want to be, where we want to go. So it's powerful. And it, it doesn't mean we're not scared. Okay. So like some people think, oh, but I'm scared. So I must be off track or I'm, I must be doing it wrong or whatever that is. It's not about that. It's about harnessing your bravery anyways. Right. And you harness that bravery so that you, you take, and it doesn't have to be with fireworks. It might be a baby step, right? But baby steps, consecutive, consistent baby steps still lead to the top. They really do. And that's another point that as we look at it, as we embrace that, that consecutive, consistent baby steps, mm -hmm. that's where beauty lies too. I think of there's been so many experiences in, in my life personally and in our life. And, and I look at those things and in many things, there has been a lot of change and growth that I have been able to embrace mm -hmm. and that I've come to the point where I am today, where I want, I feel not only do I want to, I feel this passion to share what I have learned with others. Mm -hmm. And now I find myself, you know, maybe I'm up here now, mm -hmm. but I know there's more. I know there's another level of understanding. I know there's more growth. And, and that's where I'm, I'm really appreciating this conversation of, okay, it's time to move again. It's time to move forward in my life's passions, in my mission, in helping, in helping others. And it is that one thought away, and it's that consistent movement forward. Right. And that's exciting, right? It and is. I mean, it's not scary, but then again, it's like, what am I more loyal to? Wow, I'm now I'm now feeling that fire. I'm feeling that momentum pick up. And so this is a this is a really good example actually of um, when you're when you get around the right people and you get the right strategies and and you start having the conversations that matter. What gets to happen from that place? You know, so for myself personally, I will always be a student of the work of the personal development work. I truly believe the minute I stop growing, I, there's a part of me that start, stops, starts dying. Right. So I will always be a student of personal development. 
I believe that there's always a next level. Doesn't mean I'm not happy with where I'm at, but I went from rock bottom to good, good to great. Now I get in great to extraordinary. Extraordinary gets to stay extraordinary. So, um, so surrounding yourself with conversations like this, wow, it's like if the people around you are getting like getting are raising up, like we all rise up together. We all rise up together. It's truly how I feel. We, we had a friend that, uh, that made us some uh, magnets for our refrigerator. It said, good, better, best. Yeah. And, and you know, we, I think that there are too many times that we, uh, we commit ourselves to good, mm. but not to better and, and certainly not to best. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I and, and you know, the thought I had is, as you, know, you were talking about progression, is do you think that sometimes we look at uh, the progression as linear uh, progression? I think that when we do, maybe maybe we 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 uh, disappoint ourselves because we're just looking at that linear progression and uh, forget that there's going to be some zigzags along the way there as well. There's always zigzags, right? But see, here's the thing. Life would be really boring if we were all cookie cutters, right? If we were all cookie cutters of each other and there were not, there were never any zigzags. It's like, I mean, it sounds kind of boring, right? Because the zigzags are where we, where we grow. It's where we gain character. Yeah. We gain scars and all that stuff, but the scars are badges, you know? So I'm sure you both have been through some difficult times, just like I shared a little bit here of just some of mine. And it's like, but that, that's who, that's why we are who we are. And so um, what if we started to honor and respect the journey to the point of like, wow. Yeah. And I'm excited for my next stumble because I know exponential growth can come in those moments are the, that are the most raw, right? So it doesn't mean we want all those, you know, we don't want to be, you know, thrown to the floor all the time. But what if we realize those are the moments for exponential growth in a short period of time? The what if could be extraordinary. Right. When you talk about the scars, why do many of us hide our scars? Lack of self-love. Mm-hmm. And how do, I mean, I totally agree with you, mm-hmm. but when I began to understand that those stumbles, those scars didn't equal being less than, mm-hmm. that didn't, it became the badge of honor. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had that mind shift, the, the self-love increased Mm-hmm. The awareness, the vulnerability, the being willing to share and have conversations like this, mm-hmm. all those things began to happen for me. And and I it just opened up a new world. Mm-hmm. And that world really became beautiful. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about lack of self-love, mm-hmm. when women or men reach out to you, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you can share with them and share with our audience here to help them with their self-love? Yeah, well, first and foremost, what I'm going to say is, I, I mean, if, if, if our friends get anything from this conversation, the first and most important thing I would want them to get is it doesn't matter what your current age, doesn't matter what your current size, current economic status employment status, whatever, whatever you're dealing with right now, 
I promise that there is a way out if you're looking for, for an improvement, if you're ready to take it to the next level. It's just having the desire to want it and the willingness to do whatever it takes. And so if some of our friends are having a difficult time right now as they're listening to this, which I'm, I know they are, um, I really like the message I want to land for you and with you is that this is a temporary moment in time, right? It just doesn't have to be the end all. Like this moment is the temporary moment that could be that broken down bathroom floor moment that I had that could then catapult you to a life better than you ever have dreamt of before because you didn't think that big. Right. And so um, I, I truly, truly believe that. And then where do you start is you start with how you're thinking. You know, it's, it's how you're thinking is impacting everything. So the way that you think is impacting how you feel, how you feel is impacting how you think and round and round and round we go. And those things are impacting the actions that you're taking and the consistent repetitive actions you're taking are becoming your habits and your consistent habits are, are directly impacting the results that you have in your life right now. Even if you just look at the room that you're sitting in as you're watching this podcast or um, the state of your car, if you're listening to it while you're driving, that all first started in your head in what you believe is possible for you, what you believe you deserve. And, um, and there's no reason why you can't change it ever. So it goes back to that you're one thought away. One thought away. So you're one thought away from having the life you want or not. And so so what we can also look at is that the life that we have right now, the state of our bodies, the state of our homes, the state of our bank accounts, the state of our relationships. So if we look at all of that and we can ask ourselves, you know, what is the feedback that I'm getting from the results that I have in my life right now? And then, and then instead of getting emotional about it, what if feedback was neutral? And so what if feedback was really about you being a detective and collecting data in regards to, okay, if I'm getting these results in my life right now, that could mean that I'm showing up this way. And, and then from that place, because you have emotional mastery, once you come and do this work with us, mindset mastery and emotional mastery, then what gets to happen from that place is you can, you can decide what you want to do with the data. You can decide to shift it or you can decide not to shift it. But at least now you, you're educated around what's creating these results and you can make a decision from that place. And an empowered decision, not a I have to decision, but I get to decision. So these are important tools. And and, and I'm we're both writing a lot of notes here. Uh, good. I see. Because well, I wonder what your notes are, the his notes versus the hers notes. I know we're gonna have to look at them. We'll compare and let you know. So, so mine have boxes around thoughts. Uh, yeah, same, same thing here as well. Yeah, I love it. But, but but I love this discussion because it's it it, it isn't a woman uh, discussion. It's it's a human being discussion. Right. And and we all deal with these these issues. You know, we we start in a uh, in well, our our objective is to get into that growth mode. Where maybe mm -hmm. sometimes we're sitting in a, uh, I can't grow, I can't move, 
I feel paralyzed. Nothing I can do is, is good. And, and I think we've addressed that pretty well as to how we can get that. But what about the point when we start telling ourselves we're feeling pretty good? You know, I, I, I think that things are going well. I'm feeling pretty good. And I've got a little swagger going on here. And, and uh, hey, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. And uh, you know what? I'm okay. What, yeah. what happens at that point there? What are some of the sustainability type tools that we can use so that we don't get too comfortable within our own skin? Rituals. Rituals are, so I think like having rituals, I call them non-negotiables. So non-negotiables are like your baseline of what you do on a daily basis to make sure you sustain your results. So, um, and I think a great time to, to do rituals, I think bookending your day, but you can start with your AM rituals and then move on to your PM rituals once you, you get your AMs going. Um, but starting off your day in a way that is solid with you are doing, you are doing the things that you know work for you to create a foundation for you to show up the best version of you possible that day. So rituals are great. And then the other piece, so that's how to sustain it. And then how to not get stuck there is another conversation, right? And what I would say is, who are you surrounding yourself with? What conversations are you in? Are you surrounding yourself with people who are having expansive conversations like this, where, where it's, there's not any judgment involved of, oh, well, you've been, you've been in a good life for 10 years. When are you going to get into extraordinary, <laughs> right? Like being in conversations and in relationships with people that, that um, are forward focused, that inspire you that motivate you, that you watch what they're creating and you think you start to think differently. Sure. Well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it. Right. And that's, uh, I think that's important who you're surrounding yourself with and, and the conversations you're having. It's been interesting for me to see how, you know, with, with COVID, a lot of us got forced out of our mm -hmm typical surroundings, those that support group. Right. The beauty of what has happened in my life, and I hope in many others, is that I learned a new way to surround myself with forward, like-minded thinking people that have lifted me up, Good. that have helped me to, to continue to progress, to continue. I feel like I'm, I'm becoming a better version of, of self. Okay. But it's, I think as we can, we work on ourself, as we have these rituals, then we attract those types of individuals too. Right. Law of attraction is a real thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you're constantly a positive person, you start to attract people who are like-minded. If you're constantly down in the dumps. And I'm not saying that's bad. And I'm not saying fake it till you make it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying if you're feeling sad or grief or anything like that, pretend like you're not so that people want to hang out with you. I'm not saying that at all. And emotional mastery helps you be with those emotions um, and not run for them from them or escape from them. Um, but what I am saying is, who are you spending the most time with? And when you are in those moments that feel maybe you feel a little deflated or you are settling life by default versus design, do you have people around you that are going to stand for you and stand for you in the fire 
to have the life that you really want and to be the person that you really want. So I think that's great. And I, and I'm thinking of a lot of people that probably don't have rituals. They right. probably get up in the morning and they, well, maybe their ritual is the same thing every morning. They get up, make themselves a bowl of cornflakes and uh, they're on to their day. <laughs> yeah. uh, what would you tell a person that really doesn't have healthy morning rituals as to how to begin? What, what, are, what does a morning ritual look like to a lot of people? Um, well, I'll speak. My morning ritual is, um, so I have quiet time first thing in the morning. I mean, I'm still, as you guys know, I have little twins. They're only 19 weeks there. So um, I spend time with them, feeding them and doing all of that. And then as soon as I've taken care of them, while I'm doing that, I'm, do, I'm going quiet right? I'm setting intentions for the day. I'm committed. Like I'm looking at what am I committed to for my day? And then as soon as the babies are taken care of, and, and I hope people understand I'm not some 20 year old <laughs> up on a soapbox. I'm actually almost 50. I just have had, I'm just very blessed to have twins, babies late in life. Um, but, um, but with that being said, I then I head straight out into nature. We live on the beach. So I go straight out to the beach. I get my exercise in, I meditate, I pray, I do all of that first and foremost. And so that when I come back, by the time my husband, he, you know, by the time he leaves for work, I've already done all that. I've taken care of myself. I I have my rituals that are non-negotiables for me. And so as the day goes on, and, and, you know, I run a very successful business. I have a lot going on. But as the day goes on, I'm going to get, there's going to be fires to put out. I'm going to get distracted, you know. And and so it's like, I know I've already taken care of myself. And because of that, I become more efficient, more proficient. I have, um, I'm able to be more focused, more successful. And, and so really, I find to get clear on what the rituals are for the individual that are going to work for them. You know, we can definitely gift them. I think we're going to talk about my gift. I think own your rituals. So we have a program called, it's just a free gift, ownyourrituals.com. And it's going to take you through a step-by-step sacred, beautiful, simple, yet powerful process to figure out how to create that, that platform for your morning so that you can crush it at work, so that you can be present in your relationship, so that you can parent or grandparent with patients, like so that you can show up in your day as your best self. And, um, and I find when I don't do that, the day can go crazy pretty quickly, to be honest. So, so, so listeners, here's our testimonial of the day right here. If a new mother of uh, twins that are 19 weeks old can do it, anyone can. Yeah, and I have a six-year-old. <laughs> I'm a six-year-old, and I'm thinking that personally, my rituals need to become non-negotiable. They get to, and, and so for me, it's a gift. I just need to open the gift. You get to, yeah. It's already there in escrow, right? The things that we want are already there in escrow for us. It's just us stepping up and saying, "I claim that." I'm a yes to that, right? And until we claim it, it it's like it's, it'll just it'll keep sitting there. And it is available for all of us, which is amazing. This has been really an exciting an exciting time and and so many valuable nuggets. So Carrie, thank you. 
Uh, thank you for having me. This was super fun. I do have a question for you before we, we get off here, before we let you go. Yes. As we've talked about trail angels, you know, you are a trail angel for many, you know, thousands of of individuals that you've you've worked with and your courses and different things and, and the thousands of others that they've inspired through their their own personal lives and actions. Who has been a trail angel in your life? My mom. Oh my gosh. My mom is one of the most amazing, and I'm not just saying that like it sounds like a canned offer, a canned answer, but my mom is amazing. Like she has taught me to be that family woman and to um, put first, put family first. Uh, she has she has had her bumps in the road as well, and I've never once seen her waver in regards to you know what she pours into us as family, her children, her grandchildren now, and uh, and it was at the Believe event. Um, last, so it was, it was about 10 days, maybe not even 10, maybe like seven days before COVID took the world by storm and living on earth felt like living on Mars. Right. So last believe event was literally the week before all hotels shut down and everything. And I remember my mom was there. So I always invite my family on stage morning one session one, which we're going to have a lot of kids this year. And, uh, and so my mom's there to help with the kids every year. And, um, and so I had the whole room, like they, you know, they, I introduced them to my son and my husband, and then I had everybody stand up and turn towards the back of the room. I didn't tell my mom because she would have been, she would not have wanted it. Let me just say And I had the whole room stand up, turn towards my mom and give her a round of applause because that's who she is for me. And that's who she is for our family. And, and she's amazing. She's amazing. What a tribute. Yeah. Uh, And she hated every minute of it. (laughs) I'm sure. I love that. I love that that she's your trail angel. Yeah. She's my trail angel. I mean, it's interesting too. um, Some of the lessons that I got to learn in this life were many of the lessons my mom learned in regards to trust and faith, faithfulness, I should say, in relationship and all that. And, uh, and so she, I really learned a lot from her on ha- how to handle certain situations um, by, by, you know, who she continue, continues to show up as, not because she has to, but because she chooses to. Yeah. She chooses to, that's who she is. Yeah, maybe you'll see her at belief. She'll probably shy away from the camera. So we'll see. We'll see. She'll be there. Thank you for joining us today. And friends, we hope that you've enjoyed our conversation with Carrie Tipidino. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Load community and Trail Angels through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep Karen.